Hello, Storyside. Are you glad to be here today? Would you welcome all those joining us online? Let them know how awesome it is to have them with us today. Thank you to those that are in the room uh, celebrating, worshiping with us, and we are thankful for Jesus today. We're going to do, we're going to be starting our Animal Kingdom series today. We'll be in the series for a few weeks, and so uh, we have our family-style service, so we have babies all the way up in years uh, over the next few weeks, and, and we'll be going through the animal kingdom, making it fun. Next weekend, next Sunday, we have an animal observation area, all kinds of animals coming uh, that you will see around the property. Next week, we'll have giveaways, be a lot of fun uh, as we are celebrating July 4th weekend, uh, but continuing our family series. And so today, uh, we are going to get started. Uh, with the animal kingdom, and you saw some of the pets from StorySide, some of the animals, and we have more, more to come. I heard the joke, what do you call a duck that steals? A robber duck. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> How do you count cows? A calculator. <laughs> They're getting worse. Um, where do sheep get a haircut? A baba shop. <laughs> They're not funny. They're not. Uh, why did the dog sit in the shade? Because he, he didn't want to be a hot dog. Um, these are so bad. I heard the joke about the lady. Heard the joke about the lady who's walking down uh, the sidewalk, and she actually passes a pet store. As she's pa passing the pet store, the parrot says, "Hey, lady, you're really ugly." Catches the lady off guard. She's actually furious, and she continues going on her way to work. That night on her way home from work, she's actually passing the pet store again, walking down the sidewalk, and all of a sudden she hears the parrot say again, hey lady, you're really ugly. This time the lady is incredibly ticked. She goes inside the store to complain. She asks for the store manager and begins to explain to the store manager what had happened. The store manager apologizes over and over again and promises that they will take care of the parrot and the parrot won't, won't say it again. The next day, the lady is on her way to work, walking down the sidewalk and deliberately passes by the store to test the parrot. As she's walking down the sidewalk, she hears the parrot say, hey lady. She actually stops and she replies, yes. And the parrot said, you know. <laughs> As we talk today specifically about dogs, we're looking at different animals in Scripture over the next few weeks, but today we want to talk specifically about dogs. Dogs have around... 1,700 taste buds. They will have an affinity for certain kinds of food. And then we have what we would call dog treats. There's all kinds of treats you could give pets or you could give animals. But I hold in my hand a milk bone, a dog treat. And as we start our message today, I want to remind all of us that as we take everyday principles from pets and we apply them with spiritual application, 
We want to be careful that we don't turn our Christianity into a treat mentality. So a treat would say, if you sit, I'll give you. If you fetch, I will give you. Sometimes over the years, I've heard people start to talk with a treat mentality. If God, then I will. If he does this, then I. And if Jesus would, then I. And we start to negotiate a treat mentality with the Lord. Instead of saying, God, whether I understand or not, I'll trust you. Whether I get it or not, I'm going to follow you. Whether I understand, I know your ways and thoughts are higher, and I'm not going to turn, not to turn my walk with you, my relationship with you, I'm not going to turn it into a treat mentality. They tell us that around 70% of American households own one or more pets. How many of you, just by a show of hands, you have at least one pet? One pet. Anyone that has two, two or more pets? Around 70% of American households own one or more pets. They say just in the United States alone, we have around 90 million cats. We're so blessed. (laughs) Favor ain't fair. When you look at pet food projections in 2020, pet food projections are that we will spend $38.4 billion in pet food. In vet care, we'll spend $30.2 billion. In supplies and medicines, we will spend $19.8 billion on pet projections, which brings the total to right around $99 billion. There are, worldwide, there are about 400 million dogs. 70% of people will, when it comes to a Christmas card or a family card, when it comes to these holidays, they will either include the pet in the picture or they will sign the pet's name. That's right around 70%. If you're wondering, the largest litter of puppies, that number would be 24 The largest litter of puppies was 24 puppies. Puppies, when they're young, have 28 teeth. An adult dog, actually 42. A dog's nose print is very similar to a person's fingerprint. A dog's nose print is unique to them. In the Guinness records, everyone, especially our children in the room, but everyone stick your tongue out as far as you can. Let me, let me see. Stick your tongue out. Stick your tongue out. I want you to put it in perspective. Some people can stick their tongue out and touch their nose. Or some people will stick their tongue out and you, know, you get the shorter tongue. The, but when you, when you think about dogs, the longest tongue of a dog... According to Guinness records is, someone give a guess, 17 inches. The dog's name was Brandy, 17 inches. The heaviest dogs, someone shout your weight out. Just kidding, Uh, just kidding. Um, Type it in the comments. Let us know your name, where you're at, if you've been enjoying that quarantine cooking. Um, Just joking, but on a serious note, that. 
the heaviest dog, according to records, 343 pounds, was an English mastiff named Zorba. Dogs have special vision. They actually have a part of their eye that allows them to have night vision so they can navigate in the nighttime. Predominantly, the main reason given for dogs when they sleep and curl up in a ball, if you've seen a dog curl up in a ball, they say that is because they are protecting their organs. It is a, and I'm quoting a holdover from their days in the wild, when they were vulnerable to predator attacks, and so it is in their DNA that they would curl up in a ball to protect their organs. The number one dog, when it comes to popularity, the number one popular dog breed in the United States is a Labrador. It has been for 26 years, according to the Canine Journal, and that would be made up of chocolate black yellow Labradors. It would then continue on the list to tell us the next most popular would be dogs like Shepherds, Retrievers, Bulldogs, Beagles, Poodles, Terriers, Boxers. There's a dog that's called the Spitz. Everyone say Spitz. The Spitz is known for its ability to bark. The Spitz can bark right around 160 times a minute. How many of you would say you don't want to own that dog? That dog would drive me crazy. It's called the Spitz. Maybe you have bought a dog before and spent more money than you thought you would spend. You found a dog for 300 or 600 or 1,000 and you spent money on a dog. And people maybe even told you, I can't believe you would spend that much money on a dog. Maybe other people would say, Pastor Micah, I only take the dogs that are free. I get the dogs that are a mixture of everything. We don't even know what my dog is. You're talking about all these kind of dogs. My dog's a little bit everything. But if you're looking at the cost of dogs, the record for a price paid to purchase a dog was in 2014. It was a Tibetan Mastiff puppy, and somebody paid for this puppy $1.9 million for this puppy. The most common color of a dog is brown. The most common eye color of a dog is brown. If you have a dog for the most part, not always, but most people would say, I want to have a good dog. I want my dog to be a good dog. People will ask questions sometimes when they're looking for a puppy. And they'll try to find out, is it good with other animals? Is it good with kids? Is it good? They'll, they'll try to find out because they want a good dog. They say to have a good dog, there's many things that would contribute to that, but I want to give you a couple of the basics. The first they would say is time. Time. Dogs are pack animals. They don't enjoy being alone. They say that dogs need two times a day, right around 30 minutes of exercise, two different times a day, but, but they want time. People would say that a dog is man's best friend. People have debated that. Is a man's best friend his wife, his, his girlfriend, or, or is it really a dog, Pastor Micah? They say the test is you, you lock your wife and your dog in the trunk of your car. You come back an hour later. You open the trunk. Whichever one is the most excited to see you. That's, it's not funny, but they, they say that's probably your best friend. Time. The second thing, if you want a good dog, is the types of food matters. Not only the types of food, 
because they say it's the kind that matters, but also the amount that matters, that a dog shouldn't undereat or overeat. Some of the, the food selections, if you were to study what has hurt or harmed dogs, dogs that have actually died when it comes to food types, that studies will say predominantly it was things like grapes, raisins, nuts, chocolate, even onions, things that certain dogs cannot digest as well. So you have time, you have types of food, and then you have what they would tell you, training. Can we say that word together? Training. They say all dogs should be taught basic commands like sit or down. How many of you ever have met a dog you wish the owners would have taught it? Down. Get down. Get off me. Stop jumping. Sit down. Stay. Come. They also would say that in training dogs, that it is important to accustom them at a young age to a variety of ages. So put them around children. Put them around people that are up in years. They say you should accustom your dog to bicycles, joggers, washing machines, vacuums. I'm just quoting some of the studies because they said that at a young age, if they are exposed to certain people and certain environments, then when they are up in age, they won't be as aggressive when they are caught off guard. I would say all of that to tell you today in a very simplistic way that good dogs don't just happen. Good dogs don't just happen. But as we start the animal kingdom today, the reality is that 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 same principle applies to life. Good marriages don't just happen. A good thought life doesn't just happen. If you're into gardening, good gardens don't just happen. A good business, those of you that are business leaders, business owners, a good business doesn't just happen. A good church, a good life, good health, it doesn't just happen. A lot of times these similar principles apply. What are you doing with your time? Are you redeeming your time? Are you watching the intake into your life? Because the people and places, the things that you put into your life affect you, the training. How are you, the Bible would call it self-control or discipline, or, but, but are you open to those types of things in your life? When you look at good dogs, we would also have bad dogs. How many of you have ever had a bad dog? You bless someone else with that dog. (laughs) Dogs in the Bible, dogs are mentioned 32 times in the Old Testament in Hebrew. Dogs are mentioned nine times in the New Testament in Greek. Maybe as we look at the biblical references to dogs, maybe the umbrella that I could build some of these points within the next few minutes is a sign that you have seen before. Maybe it's entering someone's house. Maybe you've seen it in a driveway. Maybe you've looked at it on a fence before. And the sign would say, beware of dogs. And you don't know if someone is messing with you and on the other side of the fence, it's a poodle, or, or you don't know if they're really telling the truth. And on the other side of 
the fence is a dog that would love to sink its 42 teeth. But the sign can stir up all kinds of emotions by simply saying, beware the dog. I would submit to you today that spiritually, my message today is not just about dogs and the natural. I want to share with you in our time together, spiritually, I think we have to beware, beware, be careful, be on guard about dangerous dogs. Can we say that together? Dangerous. Can we say it one more time? Dangerous dogs. What are the spiritually dangerous dogs? No particular order, but let me share a few of them with you. One of the dangerous dogs I've met over the years is what I would call a diva dog. A diva dog. A diva dog is going to be really picky and nitpicky. A diva dog is going to want their preferences to be priority. So they're always going to want you to sing their song. Run the room at their temperature. And lead exactly how they think you should lead. And post and say and do. And in an ideal world, they want the pet to actually run the parent. It's a diva dog. The second dog that I think is a dangerous dog is what I would call a stray dog. A stray dog. The Bible says in Proverbs 26, 17, don't be quick to get mixed up in someone else's fight. That's like grabbing a stray dog. I want to help you today. That's like grabbing a stray dog by its ears. Don't be quick to get mixed up in someone else's fight. Have you ever been pulled into something that you had no idea you were going to get pulled into? You didn't get out of bed that morning thinking, today, my blood's going to boil. Today, my blood pressure is going to skyrocket. Today, I'm going to stir up all kinds of inner emotions. You don't start your day whether you get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. You're not starting your day thinking today's the day I'm going to lose my mind. But before you know it, you have the stray dog by the ears. Right? If, if you were honest today, there's been times that that could happen in your life. We won't call it a stray dog. We'll call it a tangent. We'll call it a rabbit trail. It could be something you see on social media. That before you know it, someone is saying, can you believe? You didn't start your day off questioning what you believed in that particular post. But they said, what's your thoughts? And you decided you would give them. It's a stray dog. Our society has turned into survey after survey after survey. Every time you check out, if you take this survey, we'll give you $5 off. If you take this survey, we'll give you an appetizer. If you take this survey, we'll put you in for a drawing. And society has turned into surveys where we go 
everywhere giving our opinions. A restaurant, you want my opinion? I'll give it. I'll reach out a five stars, thumbs up or thumbs down. I go to a store, I go to church. Opinion, opinion, opinion. Social media fuels the fire and we are raising a generation that gives their opinion and has never learned when to stay silent. Yes, we need voices. Yes, we need timely input. But my encouragement to all of us today is to be careful of the dangerous dog that I would call a stray dog. A stray dog. Have you ever got sucked in before to the stray dog? I have. And all of a sudden you're wondering why your day's going downhill because of the stray dog. We also have not just diva dogs and stray dogs, we have divisive dogs. Divisive dogs. Philippians chapter 3 verse 2, they're writing to the church in Philippi, they're writing about circumcision and division and people are fighting and it's one side against another. And the writer tells the church in Philippi, beware of dogs, beware of dogs. Beware of evildoers or evil workers. Beware of the concision. They're fighting about law and religion. I've grown up in church. I've, I've seen church fights. I mean, people didn't say divisive dog, but that's what was happening. People would start arguing. It could be anything from a paint color or a purchase or a decor design. And before you know it, people can get pulled into division. You start saying certain things. Now I know Philippi is writing about the law and religion. I want to talk to you in a general sense about division. Because people can say, other people stir, some people will just sit. Their body will do their talking for them. They don't even have to say anything. Now some people do say, but some people don't say, they just sit. And their eyes talk, their arms talk, their body posture talks, their language talks from their body. We often can justify what we are saying. So you say, yes, division, yes, divisiveness, but Pastor Mike, I'm just giving my opinion. The problem is, that a lot of times we are so prone in 2020 to give our opinion, but our opinion is causing opposition. We, we look at a divisive dog. There's all kinds of ways a dog can be divisive, but, but a divisive dog has divided many homes, many ministries, Many families, there are people that will not even get together on holidays. They will not go to cookouts. Now I know the pet in the room is not the division dog. Like, here boy, come on. But this dog, beware of dogs, beware of dogs. On the other side of that, there is a dog that will divide you from relationships that matter. They bark a lot. Device of dogs bark. Have you ever witnessed 
Have you ever witnessed a dog that started barking? It could have been in a neighborhood. It could have been in a shelter. It, 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 could, it could have been in a subdivision. But if one dog starts barking, before you know it, The Bible talks about a root of bitterness that can spring up. The root of bitterness doesn't just stay with one or two barks. Before you know it, it's defiling many, and there's barking going on all over the place. A divisive dog becomes even more dangerous when other dogs bark with them. I've met people over my 30 years of pastoring that in a holy moment in a biblical setting in a dialogue or conversation they don't have this aggressive barking pointing out problem mentality but if you get them in the right setting and they feel their bark has backup I want to help you today people start pouring fuel on that fire and it can be social media or a public gathering where all of the sudden this bark that loves to have backup becomes louder and louder and louder. There's divisive dogs. And I want to press pause today and just encourage all of us, myself included, that when we hear about these kind of dogs, beware of dogs, beware, beware, be careful, be on guard when we hear about them it's easy to always hear a message through the lens of, I could think of a diva dog, Micah. I could think of a stray dog. Oh man, I have met divisive dogs. My last church, my last job, my ex, my... Can we just press pause for a moment and say not only are there all these dangerous dogs out there that we need to be careful and be aware of, but we also need to ask the Holy Spirit to make sure we're not the dog. Sometimes if the Holy Spirit scrolled your social media, you're the divisive dog. If we go to the family cookout, you're the divisive dog. If we sit in the room, it's you. You're the one getting everyone barking. Undisciplined dogs. Undisciplined dogs. These are dangerous dogs. So I shared with you how a good dog is going to be trained. Maybe you send them to obedience school. Maybe you give them the tree. Maybe you reward them. Maybe you're spending that time that's needed with them because you want to have a good dog. But a dangerous dog is an undisciplined dog. The Hebrew word uncontrolled means reckless. Maybe you've heard the term before and predominantly you'll hear it with horses, but but in a general sense, maybe you've heard this term, unbridled potential. How many's ever heard that term before? They have unbridled potential. That means they're unrestrained. It means they're uncontrolled. By definition, the root word is that they could be considered a runaway. That's the word they use. All the talent, all the potential, all the gifting, but they're undisciplined. Dangerous dogs lack discipline. A dangerous dog doesn't want a fence. They want to be free. A dangerous dog wants to run after the mailman. 
A dangerous dog wants to chase cars. A dangerous dog could be on speed dial with the wardens. Now I know we're not talking in the natural, we're talking spiritual, but, but let me give you some examples of how a dangerous dog could talk to you. A dangerous dog could say things like this, I just say it like it is. Have you ever heard people say that? I just say it like it is. I just speak my mind. Maybe, you, maybe you've heard this before. I don't care what anyone thinks. Have you ever heard that? Who, who lives their life saying, I don't care what anyone thinks? Billions of people on the planet, kids watching us as adults, and you're going to say, I don't care what anyone thinks? That's an undisciplined dog. They don't want to be put on a leash. They don't want a fence or an invisible fence. Don't tell me about boundaries and parameters. The reason this mentality is a dangerous mentality, the reason it's going to create serious problems is because you're not going to want conviction. You're not going to want coaching. You're never going to want to change. The reality is that Micah, you need to have boundaries and parameters. The reality is story side, you have to be kept in check at times. Otherwise, you're going to be all over the place. You'll be three neighbors down, lifting a leg, leaving a mess, crap all over the place because you don't ever want anyone to tell you, stay here, don't go there, don't eat that. You just want it to be a free-for-all. That is an undisciplined dog. Proverbs 26, 11, like a dog that returns to its vomit. That's gross. That's nasty. Like a dog that returns to its vomit, a fool does the same foolish things. Not different things, same things. Again and again. So it's not just, I want to help you today, it's not just the action. Again and again. And he's going to compare it, the writer is going to compare it to this disgusting act of a dog vomiting and then going back to what was trying to get out and putting it back in again. The action of, spiritually speaking if you would, the Holy Spirit trying to get stuff out of you evil speaking and wrath and clamor and bitterness and offense and you keep going back to the same behaviors the same things over and over and over again pastor micah i want to eat anything i want to go anywhere anytime i don't want training i I don't want obedient school. I don't want a control collar. I don't want a leash. I don't want truth. I don't want boundaries and parameters. Don't tell me to stop. Don't tell me to stop sinning. Don't tell me to stop lying. Don't tell me to stop living together. Don't tell me to stop. I want to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Well, that's not the Bible because the Bible has a whole lot of sit, no, stay, don't go. It's an undisciplined dog. We can't do 
what we want, when we want. That's our flesh. I heard the story in closing. I heard the story about the family that's having a cookout. And the dog, they have hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken. And the dog, the grill is open. It's hot. The dog jumps up on the grill to get a piece of meat. And not only is he burning his body But the mouth is burning, getting this hot meat off the grill, and he takes off running, goes around the corner, begins to work his way down the driveway. The owner is trying to run after the dog because the dog, the mouth of the dog is burning. Literally taking it raw, burning from, from what he had just done. And the owner is yelling out to the dog to drop the meat but the dog still has the hot piece of meat in his mouth as he's running. I would submit to you today that sometimes people will say, I want to stop. But they don't want to drop. I want to stop what's going on in my life. But don't tell me to drop the negative influences. I want to stop. But don't tell me to drop that person, that place that continues to affect and impact my life. You can't run down the driveway complaining that your mouth is on fire if you're not willing to drop the thing that's causing the damage in your life. As we close today, the final two would would be an attack dog. Can we say that together? An attack dog. Usually an attack dog is only loved by the owner. An attack dog could walk around with fists clenched. It's almost looking for a fight. An attack dog, why why do dogs attack? I've read a lot recently, probably more than in my entire life, but I've read a lot recently about dogs, and when you study, why do dogs attack? They gave multiple reasons because there's legalities and websites and attorneys and the difference between a nuisance dog and a dangerous dog. It's all, it's all kinds of information, but, but when you read it, why do dogs attack? They say predominantly dogs will, will attack for these couple of things I'm going to share with you because they're wounded. They're wounded. So John Maxwell and others could say hurting people hurt other people. So a wounded dog. This was very interesting when I was reading that humanity will view dogs wounded, but when they're wounded, dogs view themselves as trapped. I'm trapped. There's no way out. I'm stuck. So a wounded dog. They say a wounded dog will return to primitive instincts. The second thing is that an attack dog, a dog will attack based on territory. Territory. So when a dog uses the restroom and they take their feet or their paws and they begin to claw and they begin, most people think the dog is trying to cover it up, but but if you actually study it and read it, you'll find that a lot of times it's because the glands that are in their feet, they're actually trying to leave a scent to mark. It's a territorial thing. I've grown up in church, like I said earlier, and it's amazing sometimes how many dog division kind of things happen because people get 
territorial. That's my seat. That's my mic. That's my ministry. My place. My. Mine, Micah. Territorial people can attack. They say that attack dogs will often be silent dogs. Very interesting that dogs that attack don't want to make eye contact with you. Matthew 7, 6 says, don't give holy things to dogs. Don't throw your pearls before pigs. Pigs will only trample on them and the dogs will only turn to attack you. So what you were trying to help, who you were trying to help, can actually turn and attack you. And the final dog that I believe is a dangerous dog is a wild dog. A wild dog. Revelation 22, verse 14 and 15. Those who wash their clothes clean are happy You are washed by the blood of the Lamb. They will have the right to go into, 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 into. Just notice that word with me today. Into, into. They have the right to go into the city through the gates. They will have the right to eat the fruit of the, 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 fruit of the tree of life. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about the opportunity for heaven. Eternal life with God. The very next verse says, but outside. So you have inside Verse 15 is going to talk about outside outside the city are the dogs. The dogs. They are people who follow witchcraft and those who do sex sins and those who kill other people. Those who worship false gods. Those who like lies and tell them. As we get ready to pray today, I just want to draw your attention to those two verses from the angle of inside, outside, inside, outside. In the natural, we could say this is an inside dog, this is an outside dog, but, but my message today is not necessarily about natural dogs and weight and colors and purchase prices. I want to talk to you spiritually about how important it is that you realize in eternity there's not multiple choice, not a long list of options, really is going to come down to two things. You and I are either inside or outside. And the devil would love nothing more than for you to stay on the outside. He would love to use every one of these from divisive dogs, the diva dogs, stray dogs. He would use anything he can to steal, kill, and destroy. He would use anything that he could or can to pull you off, to distract you, to sideline you. To... He would love that. We're born in sin. And the enemy would love to do everything he can to keep you from ever coming to Christ. For those of you that are a Christ follower, he would love nothing more 
than for you to start well like the church in Galatia, but not end well. And so all of these dogs, if you would, are going to try to attack, to divide, to hurt you, to harm you. And I've just stopped today to tell you, beware, beware, beware of dogs. You don't want to get to heaven. You don't want to stand before God and say that you allowed anyone or anything to take you to the outside. The greatest decision you'll ever make is to be in the kingdom, in a relationship with Jesus, in the truth, in, in, in. The greatest decision you'll ever make in your life is to be on the inside. As you close your eyes today, I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to ask yourself, is there anything in my life that I'm not aware, I'm not be-wearing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attentive enough to, to this dog, Micah. This is a holy moment right now. Maybe some of you, it is the diva dog. You're letting your preferences get too much in the way. Well, if the preacher would, and if the church would, and if they would say, and if they would sing, and my favorite song, and maybe today you need to be honest with yourself that there was once a time in your life you didn't have that mentality. There was once a time in your life you would have followed Jesus without the treat mentality. You're not a diva. It's not, I'll do this if God does that. Maybe for others it is that undisciplined that you're saying, how did I ever get to the point that I don't want the leash and I don't want boundaries and I don't want conviction and I, how did I ever become a person that didn't want truth to speak to me even if it hurt? Maybe it's the stray dog. Maybe you've got yourself in all kinds of things that honestly the only reason you're down and discouraged is because you have that stray dog by the ears. Come on, I want to help you today. Don't let any of these things cost you your spirituality. Cost you your soul. Cost you your peace. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. They're dangerous dogs. And if today in this holy moment and in this honest moment, you would say, Pastor Micah, would you pray for me? I, I want it to be well with my soul. I want it to be well with my mind. I want it to be well with my heart, my emotions. I don't want any of these dogs, these distractions. I don't want that in my life. I feel it affecting me. I feel it getting to me. It could be sin and shame, but over here it could just be that stress. It could be the struggle right now of this season. But you know you know that dog, that bite, that attack, you know it's getting to you. And, and right now in this holy and honest moment, in the room and online, if you would say, Pastor Micah, would you pray for me today? Like, I really need God to touch me. In the room, if that's you, if you would just slip up a hand right now. I don't see anyone looking around. Thank you, thank you. Thank you over here, back here, thank you. Hands are going up all over the room. Thank you. Young people over here, thank you. 
Right back here, sir. Thank you down here. Thank you. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that there would be nothing and no one that could get us to the outside. I pray that for people that are on the outside that are being distracted, when I read these verses, lies and the sexual sins and the killing and all of these things happening on the outside, I pray for that person today that says, I want to be saved. I want God to forgive me. I need to repent of my sin. I, I need to repent putting myself in the wrong places, around the wrong people, whatever it may be today. I pray that you would hear the prayers of every individual right now. Those people that raise the hand in the room, those people that are praying online, I pray they would hear the Holy Spirit that would tell them, beware of dogs. Beware of dogs. I thank you for giving grace today. I thank you for giving mercy today. I thank you for giving truth today. I thank you for giving us a reminder of the importance of self-control, of discipline, of your word today. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Storyside, would you celebrate with everyone that made that decision today to get closer to Jesus? Come on, let's celebrate with them today.